0: from home how many know just nice to get away from the house amen and just get over to the house of the lord i'll say like david said i was glad when they said unto me let us go into the house of the lord listen do you know today listen above all everything that has gone on today what what marvelous ministrations happened we've worshiped we've we've honored each other and our graduates and but but can i share with you that today you're going to hear the voice of god right you're going to hear god for yourself So that you won't leave here saying, "Oh, you know what what happened there." You're going to leave knowing that God spoke to you. And how many know God's voice, His words, is what makes the difference. It's it's His word that makes the difference. And so, it's good to be in the house of the Lord. It's good to look around and see the people of God. So, let's do this. I'm going to have you stand, and while you're standing, I want you to go to Saint Matthew 18. So, let me just real quickly kind of bring everybody up to speed. We're in a brand new series called pastor's peeve and no this is not my soapbox this is me helping harvest point church become the church it needs to become primarily because i believe we're living in the last days and i believe a dying world needs to see a true living church come on somebody and i think people need to see what church looks like when it's actually being being uh, uh, equipped in the spirit of god when it's walking in the word and how many how many did they know that that it's incumbent upon the family faith, the people of God. We have responsibility in the world that we live in. And I want people to come and find us and find a church alive, ready and apt and able to do all that what's required of them in these last hours, these last days. So welcome to the house of the Lord. This is, this is a series, Pastors Peeves. And last Sunday, how many were here last Sunday, right? Look at your neighbor and say, stop being offended. Look at them right now and say, stop being offended. Cut that out you could take it and leave it you don't have to live a life of offense and we talked about that last week and what a marvelous mess that was so for all of you that were waiting for your mousetrap a little bit of bad news so yesterday this weekend we we had to help my my eldest daughter move and and i didn't get a chance to go get your mousetrap but i'm gonna remember next sunday maybe write it down don't let me forget there have been some people today that have said you know what pastor i'm not gonna take the bait I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be tempted to be, to be offended anymore. And we talked about that. We have the right to take it and leave it. And so we went to that message. What a marvelous message that was. A lot of people last Sunday uh, came into new realization as it relates to being offended. And I know the enemy wants to offend us between each other because he wants to separate us from our unity, right? There's power when we agree, right? So we'll leave that right there. If you missed that message, go back and see it. Today, uh, if you're in St. Matthew 18, St. Matthew 18, I'm going to begin reading here verses 1 through 3. And a message entitled, Where a Kid Can Be a Kid. Look at your neighbor and say, we're not talking about Toys R Us. We're talking about Harvest Point Church, right? In the kingdom, a kid can be a kid. And we're going to talk about that. I think some of you... Uh, may not have the right frame of mind as a child would and so we're going to be talking about that today st matthew 18 verses 1 through 3 in this message i've entitled where a kid can be a kid you're going to appreciate this message when i get through and i pray that you'll allow yourself to walk into the revelation that the spirit of the lord is going to speak to you because we are going to be little children in the kingdom of heaven amen so if you're in st matthew chapter 18 i'll begin reading here i'm just going to read three verses and you'll see this is a very powerful passage and I just want you to hear it. Let it settle in. This is, a, this is a powerful revelation of the Lord himself. Look what he says. St. Matthew 18, verse 1. I am reading from the King James Version of my Bible. It begins like this. At the same time came the disciples unto Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest... Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Wow. I I pray that some of you endeavor to be great. But Jesus is going to talk about this. I just want you to hear it. It's marvelous, the revelation. So these disciples came and said, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a little child unto him and set him in the midst of them. Now watch this. This is this is this is this is dangerous conversation. Listen to what Jesus said. Verily I say unto you, except ye be converted and become as a little child, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Unless you become, unless you be converted, and become as a little child, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Wow. Y'all ready to get down with this? We're gonna get down with the get down, I used to say back in the 70s. Y'all ready? Let's do it together. Father, we thank you for this marvelous morning. We thank you for the opportunity we have to come into your house to hear your voice. Holy Spirit, I know you're gonna take over this service. You're gonna do what only you can do. You're gonna take what's being said. You're gonna make it, you're gonna make it spiritually intelligible. You, you, you're gonna give you an impartation of your word that will change our lives for the kingdom of heaven and for the, for the betterment of, of, of the kingdom of God, Holy Spirit, you're going to move. You are going to make this message, these words, bring back into the kingdom, not 30-fold, not 60, but 100 times that which was sown is going to be produced out of these words, that Holy Spirit, that you're going to put in our hearts. So, Holy Spirit, take your time with us. We can be a little slow at times. (laughs) Help us to attain to these things. Help us us to walk this message out. And we pray that and the only name we could pray it in, in that beautiful name we call Jesus. Amen and amen. This is what I want you to do. Go find somebody that looks sad. Got to find somebody that looks sad. And And I want you to go find them, go look at them, and I want you to tell them, Harvest Point Church, where a kid can be a kid. Go get them. Go get them. Go find somebody that looks at and Now, look, everybody's smiling now. Everybody's smiling. Just, everybody's cheesing right now. Everybody got that big, big smile. Glory to God. Go find somebody. Go find five people and tell them, Harvest Point Church, where a kid can be a kid. Harvest Point Church where a kid can be a kid. How marvelous it is. How marvelous it is. Harvest Point Church where a kid can be a kid, how awesome, how awesome it is, Harvest Point Church, where a kid can be a kid. Look at your neighbor and say, don't be childish now. (laughs) Be a little child. What a marvelous day it is. What a marvelous day it is. I don't know if you caught it. But let me repeat it because I think it needs repeating. Jesus said, unless you be converted and become as a little child, you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. I'm not sure if you caught it. Let me just say it one more time because I think you might miss what jesus is saying jesus is saying unless you be converted unless you turn and become as a little child listen to what he says ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven that's strong language it's strong language because i live in a culture where everybody thinks they're going to heaven I'm in a culture where people think that their salvation is nothing but a golden ticket to go to heaven. Uh, You know, of course, many of y'all know that a few weeks ago, Tina Turner passed away. Uh, And and, and I was hearing people say that, 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 that in heaven now, there's a choir there. Well, Michael Jackson, Rick James, Tina Marie. Whitney Houston, are now leading the choruses and anthems of heaven. Friend, do you know that not everybody goes to heaven? Well, you look at your neighbor and say, not everybody goes to heaven. But even more strange, the anomaly is that every Christian believes they're going to heaven. And yet Jesus said, listen, unless you turn and be converted and become as a little child, you don't get to go in. Doesn't that shock you? Doesn't that cause pause for you to look at what Jesus is saying to say to yourself, man, maybe I don't know who I am. And brother and sister, could I share with you that Jesus means exactly what he says. You have to become a little child to get in. Let me say that one more time because, man, I just think some people are. You're just not hearing what I'm saying. Listen, you've got to become a little child to get into the kingdom of heaven. And and no matter what you profess, no matter what you're saying, there are certain qualities inherent in the believer that are qualifiers into heaven. Let, let let, let Let me say it like this. Maybe sometimes I need to digress. Five times Jesus warned us about the people who will not inherit the kingdom of God. Five times Jesus said it. I should say maybe four. The fifth one is about rich people. You remember the rich young ruler, when he came, Jesus said that, that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. Because again, I say unto you that it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. So, 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 so the rich man hardly gets in, but there's four other types of people who we know will not get to heaven. So Jesus says this, except your righteousness, exceed the rights of the scribes and the Pharisees. You shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. So, so, so your good works can't be for show. Because there's a lot of people in the church trying to show out for themselves and for others to get that pat on the back, and Jesus says they got their reward. You see, they just won't go in. The the, the other, in principle, is similar to it. Anybody ever heard this before? Jesus says, not everybody that comes unto me saying, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. He says, but only he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Look at your neighbors. You got to do the will, baby, if you want to get in. He says, for many will come in that day saying, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in thy name? And in, and in thy name cast out devils. And in thy name done many wonderful works. Then Jesus said, then I will profess to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. That's, right. That's strong language. You, you know, people doing what they do just for show. Look at your neighbor and say, you, say, you don't got to show out at harvest point, man. <laughs> We're not impressed. Think about that for a minute. Then Jesus says this. Except you be converted and become as a little child you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. How little are you? What, what, watch, watch Jesus teach this same story to Nicodemus, except we don't recognize it. How many know the story of Nicodemus? This is St. John chapter 3. The Bible says that, that, that Nicodemus came to the Lord tonight. night. He says, Rabbi, I know that thou art a teacher that has come from God, for no man can do the miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Yeah. And then Jesus says, unless you be born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. You see, because if he had the proper perception, he would have known that he's more than a rabbi. Then Nicodemus says back to Jesus, well, 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 how can a man be born again when he is old? How can he enter into, his womb, uh, into the womb of his mother a second time and be born? And Jesus said, unless a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. For that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. How, how many... Did they know that you've been born again? Let me me, me give it to you uh, the way Apostle Paul gave it to the church, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. You know this verse. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Right? You've been born again. The Bible says you've not been given a spirit of bondage again to fear, but you've been given the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Bible says the spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are what? The children of God. Do you know today that you're a child of God? I mean, of all the things that we understand about uh, this rebirth, you know what I think evades us when Jesus "Unless you be born of the spirit. Did you know that when you were born again, you were born again into the family of God? I mean, do they know you're part of the family of God? It, it, it strikes me odd. A, a, a few weeks ago, I saw a very popular theologian addressing St. Matthew 7, saying that that was one of the most troubling verses he ever read, when he says, well, those that will come to the Lord will say, Lord, we prophesied in your name, and Lord, we cast out devils, and Father, we did marvelous works in thy name, and then the Lord's going to say, I never knew you. You know why Jesus didn't know him? Because nobody gets to heaven by works. You get to heaven because you're a child. You've been saved. You've been rescued. You've been ransomed. You've been redeemed. You've been bought with a price. You belong to God. Why? Because you're a child of God. Look at your neighbor and say, you're a child of God. Act like one. Do you know how many people come to church not knowing that they are a child of God? You are, listen, a child of God. I'm just saying. You don't have to impress God. You don't have to plead with God. You don't got to make deals with God because, you know, a lot of people say, Lord, if you do this, I promise I'll start going to church on Wednesday night." But Lord, if you help me here, I promise I'll start tithing as I should. Lord, help me. Not realizing that you're a child of God. You don't have to work up to get God's favor. You have God's favor. You don't have to try to be great. Well, God, you are already great. Why? Because you're a child of God. Somebody clap your hand and say, I'm a child of God. Just get it in your head. I'm a child of God. Somebody's got to get that down. You're a child of God. Quit running around trying to get everybody's approval. You're a child of God. You're quick running around trying to see who'll give you favor and who'll pat your back. Baby, don't you know that you are a child of the living God? You've been born again into the family of faith. You belong to God. You're a son and a daughter like it act like it uh, let me get to the text because i could tell you i need some help the, the the actual verse in 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 the 18th chapter verse 1 says At the same time. So something was happening at the same time that Jesus was trying to teach them who they really are. Uh, At the same time. So if you go back into the very bottom of the chapter 17, those final verses. The Bible says that that Peter, they had come to Capernaum. And Peter was on his way to the house where Jesus was. And as he was walking, somebody stopped him and said, hey you. Does your master pay, catch this, the tribute money? (laughs) Of course, you know Peter's good at lying. How many know Peter was good at lying? (laughs) Uh, Peter had a problem with peer pressure. Yeah, you, you, you remember him when the Lord said he was going to die. He says, far be it from me, Lord. I'll never let that happen to you. And what did Jesus say? Get thee behind me, Satan. For thou art an offense unto me. For thou savest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. You, you remember him at the Last Supper. Remember Peter saying, Lord, I'll die for you. He so Peter, please. The cock will crow three times and you would have already denied me three times. You see, once he faced that peer pressure, uh, he denied the Lord. He said, Yes, my master pays the tribute money. The Bible says that when he got into the house, the Bible says that Jesus restrained him or constrained him that as soon as he came to the house, says, Peter, I need to talk to you. Peter, let me ask you a question. Of whom do the kings of the earth take tribute or custom? From children? Or from strangers? Now I want you to hear that again. Because Jesus is asking a question. A very pointed question. Peter, who do kings of this earth cause people to pay tribute? Do they take it from their family? Or do they take it from strangers? Of course, Peter knew the answer to that. He'd take it from strangers. Then Jesus said this. Then are the children free? Do you know how many Christians don't know that? And you know what we love to do? We love to say, oh, to whom the Son sets free is free indeed. But you don't even know what you're free from. What good is freedom if you don't know what you've been liberated from? We don't even know what that means. The Bible says, and this is that spirit, Where the Bible says, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is liberty. You don't even know how to express it. Because of the truth, you're still captive. Listen, if you are born again and born of the Spirit, you are now free. Oh, somebody needs to say hallelujah. Somebody needs to say hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, man, I'm free. And they're looking it from what? Look back It's like, from what are you free from? So I want you to see, at the same time, Jesus was showing Peter exactly what he's free from. Now, of course, that's the story where Peter says, I want you to go fishing. But you know the story? And I want you to, not to use a net, but I want you to take a hook, and I want you to cast that hook out and see. And the first fist that you catch, uh, reel that fish in, there's going to be a coin in his mouth. I, I actually, I love what Jesus says. So that we don't offend them. You know, the tribute money. You know, tribute money was given to the temple for for for, for the, the the upkeep of the house of God, so that people might worship. And Jesus said, "Well, who are they worshiping? They're worshiping me. Why do I got to pay tribute for them to worship me? Are y'all hearing what Jesus is saying? Why do I need to pay tribute if I'm paying tribute back to myself?" Peter, you're not acting like a son. How many remember the story? Spirit's talking to me. How many remember the story where the disciples were walking through fields, and as they were walking through fields, they were gleaning some of the wheat off of the shafts of wheat and eating as they went along. And some of the religious people said, Hey, your, your disciples transgressed the Sabbath. What did Jesus say? I'm the Lord of the Sabbath. Amen. But remember these stories? Do you remember when the disciples of John went over to Jesus and they said, we're the disciples of John. We fast and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples don't fast. How come? He says, how can the children of the bride chamber fast when the groom is still here? He says, is there going to be a time when I'm taken away when my disciples will fast? Brothers and sisters, do you know that there are times that we're living our lives and we're not even acting like children? We're not even participating in the freedom that we have in God because we don't even know what we've been freed from. Listen, if Harvest Point Church is going to be the church that it needs to be, all of us need to be little kids. You need to be a little child. You know, uh, the Lord was talking to me yesterday, my little my daughter's staying with us just for a few days before, before her apartment's ready, and my little grandson came in, and, and, and my, my, my youngest, Alexis, told Jonathan, Jonathan, we're having a sleepover. And he lifted up his hands. Yay! Get to sleep with Papa D. And Nani and every, the whole family was there. He understood, just as a child, what to celebrate. So excited that, that he was gonna be with family. He doesn't have to fight or earn his place, he's my grandson. He he doesn't have to work to get my favor, he's my grandson. He doesn't have to do anything to earn a kiss or a hug. He's my grandson. He, he doesn't have to show himself in any particular way. He's just my grandson. He doesn't have to do anything. You know, do you understand that, brother and sister? Do you know that you are the son of God? You are the daughter of God. You don't have to prove anything to God. God has already approved you in his son. All you gotta do is stand up and be the son and the daughter that you are. Children, you are free. You're free. You don't have to impress no more. Look at somebody say, you don't have to impress no more. You know how many people in the church, in the world, are trying to impress God when you don't have to impress them at all? Could I suggest to you that your works are like filthy rags? Could I suggest to you that what Jesus did is the shining glory of the kingdom? Uh, so at the same time, Jesus was simply trying to show Peter, Peter, you're not acting like a son. I, I, I look around the church, and brothers and sisters, I'm, I'm just I'm trying to convince you, I'm trying to help you by this power of the Spirit of God for you to say to yourself, I am free. I, I am free. Do, do you realize that by you trying to be you and not be a son, you are ruining the church? You're keeping us from the potential that we have in the Spirit of God. I, I, I'll give you an example. How many know that the, the disciple? the issue with the disciples is they wanted to know, some Bible uh, phrase, uh, commentaries actually phrase the question like this Who then is the greatest in the kingdom? I want you to know that Jesus doesn't cite them for trying to be great. Because you know what? I want you to be great in the kingdom. Look at your neighbor and say, I want you to be great. I want you to be great in the kingdom. You just need to know how greatness comes. I I, I want you to see the disciples were quarreling about who is going to be the greatest. And you know what, brothers and sisters? I would suggest to you that you be great in this kingdom. Uh, th- th- the Bible tells me uh, that, that, that this contention didn't end there. The Bible tells me that at the Last Supper, some of y'all know this story that d- d- this is the story where Jesus, I love when Jesus says, with desire, have I desired to eat this Passover meal with you before I suffer? But some of y'all know St. John 13. St. John 13, Jesus knew when he came to the upper room that there was already a, an atmosphere of contention. That they were arguing and fighting amongst themselves as to who was going to be the greatest. I can imagine Jesus at the supper, you know, the Bible says at that time Satan entered into uh, into Judas. That he might betray the Lord. And all the, the enemy is working in all of that. And they can't perceive how close the enemy truly is. And so, so the Bible says that Jesus, watch this. Jesus uh, w- w- went over to, to the doorway. And, and there was a pitch of water and a basin of water. And, and, and he stripped himself naked. Can you imagine seeing Jesus naked? He just took all his clothes off. The Bible says he girded his loins with a loincloth, and he's walking to Peter with a basin in a pitch of water. And Peter says to Jesus, dost thou wash my feet? He says, you don't know what I'm doing now, but you'll know hereafter. Peter says, you'll never wash my feet. He said, if you don't let me wash your feet, you'll have no part of me. And he washed all of the disciples' feet, including Judas' feet. And then Jesus said this, you call me master and Lord, and you say, well, for so I am. But if I, your master and Lord, have washed your feet, ought you have to wash each other's feet? You're trying to be great. You're trying to be important. You're trying to show yourself in every other kind of way except serving each other. You, you, you've got your mind over here, you've got your mind over there, but there's servitude in the kingdom of heaven. And Jesus says, the greatest in the kingdom is the one that serves them all. Uh, y- y- y'all know these passages, right? St. Matthew 23, where, where, where Jesus says, call no man on earth father, for you have only one father which is in heaven. And be ye not masters, because you only have one master which is Jesus. And what does he say? And the greatest of all is the servant. You, you, you know what happens? Let me tell you, Harvest Point Church, let me tell you what I'm after at the house of the Lord as the as as shepherd of this house. I want us to be a family. I, I, I want us to be the kind of family where one suffers, we all suffer. And when one is honored, we're all honored. I I want us to be connected as family, right? And if your experience with God and experience with this church is only on Sunday morning, you're hurting us. If you're here because you want to be impressive, you're here because you want your way, you're here because you want to know what the church can give to you, you hurt us. You're trying to be great. And Jesus said, what I want you to do is I want you to serve just want you to serve. How marvelous is that statement? How marvelous is that statement? Uh, you have your Bibles, all right? You have your Bibles. I'll go with me to Galatians 5. Let me just read some to you because I could tell people got lost. Y'all enjoyed the message until I started talking about serving. The, mo- the moment you say that there's an obligation, Brothers and sisters, do you understand that in the house of the Lord, we are connected to one another? And it can't just be Sunday morning, it can't just be Wednesday evening. We are connected to each other. I I, I pray that your relationships here extend beyond a service time. I, I, I pray that you're connected with one another, that when you see somebody's need, you're responding to that. I pray that none of us think ourselves to be so great that we can't do the menialist task. We can't can't do the little things one for another. We have to be connected. Look at your name and say, we got to be connected. Got to be connected. Are you there in Galatians 5? I I, want to read something to you, Galatians 5. Galatians 5, I believe it's going to help somebody because I want to show you what you've been free to do. Some some of y'all say, wouldn't it be nice if, if you got a million bucks and you didn't have to work no more? Anybody want a million dollars? You'd go Monday and say, I quit. <laughs> which, which I have a, a family members retiring here, and they say, I said, well, what you going to do? He said, I'm just going to watch my grass grow. I mean, what if you were free? I mean, what, what if you really were free from any kind of obligation or thing? What kind of life would you live? And this, is, this is what God is saying to the family of faith. You're my son. You are my daughter. You are now free. So what are you going to do with your freedom? Well, well I, like, I like reading out of Galatians because Paul sent a letter to the church at Galatia. To tell him exactly what to do with that freedom. Are are you there in Galatians 5? Slide your finger down to verse 13. I was going to quote this, but sometimes when I quote it, you may not get the fullness of it. Sometimes it's good for you to lay eyes on your own future, on your own blessing. Anybody there in Galatians 5? Galatians 5, verse 13 says, For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. You, you, you know, I can't stress that enough. We say it all the time that we are free. Where the Spirit of the Lord is there is freedom. We say who the Son sets free is free indeed. We just don't know what we're free to do. And and, brothers and sisters, that's got to stop. We've, we've got to get on with the program. We've got to get on with the business of God. You have been freed for one reason and one reason alone. I want to read it to you. Apostle Paul gives us clarity. For brethren, you have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty. For an occasion to the flesh. Are y'all ready? Read it, huh? Now y'all. Y'all see. I don't know where you're going, Pastor. Yeah, you know where I'm going. I'm going the right direction where the Spirit is going. It says, but by love, serve one another. That's real good. Your liberty is the purpose and exclusively for, used for, the serving of others. How well you've been serving. Notice verse 14. For all the laws fulfilled in one word, even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. If you say you're born again, if you say you've been born of the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty, you should be serving each other. You know, my prayer for this church, if you were to peer into my prayer closet, is that we would love each other. I'll get to that here in a moment, but brother and sister, we've got to get rid of offenses in this church. and We've got to understand the purpose of our liberty, and our purpose, the liberty that we have in Christ, is to serve each other. We're no longer trying to get to the top because we're already at the top. You're no longer trying to get yours. You already got yours. You know, people say, I'm going to get mine. That's street talk. That's a little ebonics for you. Everybody say, I'm going to get mine, brother. Yeah, yeah, I understand that, right? But what if you already have it all? The Bible says, for you've not been given a spirit of adoption unto fear, but you've been given the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father, and the spirit bearing wither of our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs of God and join heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer, we shall be glorified together with them. You already got it all. Will you look at your neighbor and say, you've got it all, baby. You're already rich beyond compare. If, if you've got the spirit, you've got it all. Uh, go, go with me to Galatians 6. I'm, I, I'm getting there. Don't worry. Look at your neighbor and say, you need a lot of help. I wish I could preach 20 minutes. I can't. Not here. Not now. Maybe in a couple of years I can come up here in 15 minutes be done. But, man, we need a lot of help. Look at your neighbor and say, you're the reason pastor preaches long. Do, do, do you know how nice it'd be if everybody was mature, I could just come in and just say a few things and let. come on, let's go. Boom, we'd be done. But I've got people in the church struggling, upset, mad, contentious, full of strife, people worried, people, people anxious about tomorrow. You're not, you're not being a child. Listen, if you're a child, what are you worried about? Look, you can bring them little kids in here, and you can look at their face. They ain't worried about nothing. They ain't worried about nothing. Look, look, look at my man right here. They ain't worried about nothing. He knows his mama going to make dinner. He don't got to fight for a chair at the dinner table. He's not going to be fighting for scraps with his other brothers and sisters. He knows he's got his. He knows he's got a bed to sleep on, a pillow to put his head on. He knows he knows he's going to get up tomorrow and there's going to be a love and a kiss and a hug and all that. He knows he's got it all. What is he going to be worried about? And here we are in the house of the Lord. We're worried. I'm going to go to church. I need a word for my problem. I need a word for my job. I need a word for this. And all you need to know is you're a child of God. And if you've got that down, baby, you got it all. I'm a child of the Lord. What am I worried about? Maybe, maybe you'd be more comfortable if, if your father was Donald Trump. <laughs> Y'all, yeah, what? You know, I'm not worried about all your political problems. Let me tell you something, brother. You, you get, you, if your father was wil- wealthy, I- I- isn't it funny that you have more trust in money than you do in God? You, you, you think that all your problems will go away if you had a million dollars, ten million dollars, a billion dollars. I don't know what your price is. I'm here to tell you, if you've got God, you've got it all. I'm an heir of God. I'm a joint heir with Christ. I don't have to worry about little things like that. I'm free. I'm free. And I don't have to bargain with God when I go into my prayer closet. I don't have to tell God, God, look, if you do this, I promise I'll pray ten more minutes when I pray. Lord, if you do this, I promise you I'm going to do that and I'm going to do the other. I'm going to read my Bible more often. I'm going to, listen, I'm a child. I don't got to make bargains with my father. Oh. Are, are, are you there in, in, in Galatians 6? I'm helping somebody today. Just be free. Be free. Listen, if you're free, then you're, you're free to help others. Y'all got to hear me. Listen, I'm so free. When I go out to eat, I'm always looking for somebody. I'm going to buy somebody's lunch. Who, 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 Holy Spirit, you need me to help anybody in here? Y'all hear what I'm saying. I'm driving my car. I said, Lord, anybody that you need me to stop to help along the way? I'm here to stop. I'm here to serve. I'll change your tire, I'll, I'll give you a ride, I'll buy your meal somebody now I won't massage your feet because I don't like touching people's feet but other than that (laughs) I massage your back that's the first lady she said baby massage Said, baby I can't touch nobody's feet y'all I mean I just don't like touching people's feet but I'll wash it if I have to man but I'm gonna be crying when I'm doing it Look at your neighbor and say, I'll massage your feet. Don't worry about pasture. <laughs> Come on, somebody. If I, look, if I have to wash somebody's feet, you got to dip your feet in some Clorox or something. You gotta, <laughs> I got to spray, like, stuff on it. I'll do it, but Jesus help me. Are you there? Look, Galatians. You're trying to get me off my message. Galatians 6. Check this out. Verse 2, check this out. Y'all got to hear this. You know, I I quote this all the time. Bear ye one another's burdens. You you know what a good church does? A good church, a, a, a church that's built on family, a church that's built on sons and daughters. You know what we do? We bear each other up. The Bible says, bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. That's my prayer for this church, that when you're scrolling through Facebook, you go, oh, I'll pray for him. No, pick up your phone. Get in your car and get over to the hospital. Brothers and sisters, man, we we are missing the boat. I'm going to show you something here in just a minute. Verse 9, everybody quotes this verse. And let us not be weary in in, in well-doing, For in due season we shall reap. If we faint not. Everybody loves to quote that. You just don't know the next verse. Everybody quotes. Anybody heard that quote before? Everybody loves to quote. Don't be weary while doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Well, what what am I supposed to be doing that's going to cause me to get so tired? Some of you might even say, I'm not even tired at all. This Christian thing is a snap. Listen, brother and sister, can I suggest to you if your Christianity is easy, you're not a Christian. And next week you'll hear that message of Jesus, you better count the cost. Because yeah. it's going to cost you everything. Somebody say everything. Yeah. Listen, whatever you got, that's what it's going to cost. People don't tell you that, right? People always try to tell you, get saved and you're going to be walking through the two, man. This is a wonderful place. Come over to this side. Listen, brother and sister, let me tell you something. You get Jesus, you lose everything, including your life. Now, I'm here to tell you, we make an exchange. I, I, I give my life for his life. I give up my stuff for his stuff. Oh, y'all hear what I'm saying? But you still have to count the cost. Right? So don't be weary and well doing, for in due season you shall reap if you faint now. But well, what am I supposed to be fainting over? Well, let's read the next verse. As ye have therefore opportunity, let us do good to who? To all men. But notice, notice Paul gives a caveat. He says, especially unto them which are of the household of faith. I like that. That if we're going to do good, we're going to do especially right in here. Because you know what this is? This is a spiritual greenhouse. This is the incubator. Listen, if you won't be nice to me, how are you going to be nice to somebody on the street? And if you won't be nice to your brother and sister in Christ, how are you going to be nice to your neighbor out there in the world? This is where we put to practice what we say we profess. Uh, uh, uh. You say, Pastor, you trip I'm tripping just like Jesus was tripping. Let me read Jesus. Some of y'all know that before Jesus was crucified, before he was taken, he prayed a prayer. Only the beloved records it. Let me read to you what Jesus prayed about. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word that they may be one as a father art in me and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And the glory which thou gavest me, I give them, that they may be one, even as we are one, I in them and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, that the world may know that thou hast sent me. Watch this. And has loved them. As thou has loved me. Did you hear it? God loves you, just like He does Jesus. You know why? Because you're a son. You're a daughter. Now you're free. Now you're free. You're free to what? Free to serve. Now you can be the lowest. Now you can do the meaningless thing. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Now you can do the thing which seems trivial. Now you can put your mind into things that nobody would even think about. Why? Because you're free to think about it. I'll never forget when I used to work, and of course, I'm kind of similar to my boss. You know, he would come into the, to the place, and, and he would walk in, and if there was a little piece of paper on the ground, he would pick it up, put it in the trash. Y'all hear what I'm saying? See, he's the owner, but he'll pick up the littlest piece of trash. You see, you're free. Now you're free to serve. Now, to, now you're free to just do that which God commands you to do, to serve each other. Now, now look, I'm going to have you to stand. Send it with me. Let me see. It's already, it's already five minutes past the hour. Maybe that's why some of y'all are looking at me kind of weird. I don't know why. Now you're free. I want you to do this with me because I want you to hear the text. I want you to hear the text. Jesus said, except you turn, you you, you see the disciples were trying to be great. They were trying to be impressive. They were trying to do everything for show. They were trying to be recognized. They were trying to be seen. They want to know who then is the greatest. Jesus said, unless you turn from that and become as a little child, you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Can you confess to the Father today? That you're his son? That you're his daughter? Can can, can you make that confession? Listen, right where you are, can you make a simple confession? Father, I belong to you, and you belong to me. I am your child. I'm your child. I just want you to stand in that liberty just for a minute. Did you hear what you just said? That you're a child of God? You're a daughter of God? Are you hearing yourself? I just want you to stand in that liberty say, God is my father. I just want you to stand in that liberty. I just want you to feel it just for a moment. I'm a child of God. And as much as he loved Jesus, he loves me. No difference. I've been ransomed. I've been rescued. I've been redeemed. I've been purchased. I've been born again. I've been washed in the blood. I'm a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. I don't have a spirit of bondage. I have the spirit of adoption. Whereby I cry, Abba is to say, Daddy. I just want you to stand in that liberty just for a minute. Just stand in the liberty. You, 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 you've now been liberated by position. Well, what's your position? You're a child of God. The Bible says if a child, then an heir of God and a joint heir with Christ. Christ. You're a child. You can relax now. I'm I'm, going to undo my bow tie. I'm a child. Father's not impressed with my IQ. But the father chooses the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. Uh, you, you, you know, I've got position. I, the Father loves me because I got this, uh, th- this important position at my job. God chooses the base things of this world to confound the mighty. The Father loves you. You, you. You're a child. I want you to just stand in that liberty just for a moment. I just want you to feel it so that you'll never walk out of it. You're a child. The Father doesn't love you more or less. You're a child. The Father doesn't love love the pastor more than he does the layman. Listen, God's no respecter of persons. We're loved of God. Will you today just let the Father love on you for a little bit? Just, just, just be embraced in his beautiful embrace and his, the warmth of his love for you. Just take it in. Just say, the Father loves me. He says he does. I'm not trying to be no coach, no, 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 no motivational coach. I'm trying to pastor you. I'm trying to teach you. Listen, let him love you. He loves you. Jesus says, the love that you've given, the love that you've showed me, the love that you have for me, you have for them. There's no distinction. You love them as you've loved me, as he says it. I'm a child of God. The Bible says, I can therefore approach the throne of grace to find mercy, to find help in my time of need. You see, you see, I can just come because I, this is my family. Th- this is my family. I- I'm a child. I'm a little child. I- I- I'm set free from all of the, 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 the all the stuff, All the things that could entangle me. I could just be loved. Will you you tell the Father now, say, Father, I'm your son, or or, or, I'm your daughter. You just tell him. Just say, "I'm, I'm your daughter. I'm your son. Why don't you worship him just for a minute? Father, there's nobody like you. Father, there's none like you. No, None. father Father, I worship you because you are God and God alone how marvelous are your works how how, how marvelous are are the dealings of thy hands O God how beautiful you are how marvelous it is to be in the family of faith to be counted amongst the righteous That as we heard today in the morning huddle, my my daughter Maddie said, how marvelous it is to have your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I'm officially part of the family. That in that great and coming day, the Holy Spirit's going to read that list. And there before all the anthems of all creation, before all of the brothers and sisters, your name's going to be called out. child of God, enter into your reward. <laughs> I'm a child. I'm going to become a little child. The kingdom of God where a kid can be a kid. Harvest Point Church where a kid can be a kid. Now look, let's practice serving for a minute. Let's practice serving. I want you to put your arm over the person next to you. Let's practice serving. Put your arm over the person next to you. And, and, and this is what you need to do. This is what I want you to do to the person next to you. I want you to pray a blessing so crazy, so so, so otherworldly, that you would say to yourself, I wish somebody would have prayed that on me. <laughs> I want you to pray a blessing and, and, and a congratulatory prayer that just thanks God for every bit of who that person is. I want you to thank God for all their abilities and talents and things and all the, all the purposes of God under the sun in their life. I just want you to bless them right now. Go ahead and bless them. Go ahead right now. Just bless them. Just start blessing them right now. And then when you get through, let them pray for you. Yeah, I bless them. 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 I bless them in Jesus' name. I bless them in the name of the Lord. I bless